Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Family Writing Journey. I'm Michael. I'm Sonny. And I'm Matthew. We're a dad, a mom, and a teenage son. We each recently took up fiction writing. We're definitely not experts, but we hope you'll enjoy hearing about our journey and maybe get inspired to start your own. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Family Writing Journey. Today, we'll be discussing in this episode our experiences with point of view. So we're going to be talking about what perspective you're writing your story from. And there's some technical lingo here, or at least it is to me. Everybody else apparently is fully aware of this already. Um, so I'm going, to, I'm going to hand it off quickly to Matthew to describe some points of view. Yeah, so basically you got first, second, and third. Really just first and third. So first person is saying it from the perspective of I, like a sentence could be, I walked down the street, and that's how the whole book is written, from your main character's perspective, like directly, and you're in their thoughts. And third person is what I think most books are, like he, she. So he walked down the street. Versus second person, which no one really uses, which is you walk down the street, because that would be very odd for the reader, I think. And within third person, it's also... You can move between third-person limited and third-person omniscient. So third-person limited is when you're sort of stuck in the mind of one person, even though it's not directly voicing their thoughts, it's still, you're in their mind. So you don't, you don't see things from another person's perspective. But if it was third-person omniscient, you can move between different people's thoughts while using the he-she version of perspective. So in omniscient, the, the narrator almost becomes like a character omniscient. who knows yes. everything and can can tell you everything about anything that happens and what anybody thinks. Yes. Okay. Yes. So right. what about, I don't want to get too far ahead here, but what about switching like a third person limited, but doing that with a more than one character? Yeah. The thing, the thing with limited versus omniscient is that it just, it's just within a scene. You can, in third person limited you can go to a different character's perspective, but that should coincide with a scene change. Like I've read Dune, which is the only book I can think of that has a an omniscient third person omniscient narrator. And that it would be weird. Like within the same paragraph, you could switch between two people's heads and what they were thinking. And it can sort of throw you off a little bit if you're not used to it. But it's certainly helpful too in some circumstances. So like Michael's asking, you can certainly have multiple point of view and a lot of books are done that way. I, I just finished um, The Expanse, which is the, I, I would definitely put in a plug, really, really, really good, fun, um, long sci-fi series. And that one switches back and forth. It's in the third person, but but the chapters switch between the point of view of four different characters, often four. So that is still third person limited. Right. But it's a multiple point okay. of view. So there's a lot of there's a lot of variation. And I feel like I think what we're going to say in a few minutes here, start talking about our own stuff is that we each, I think, gotten a little bit more complicated in our second books than we were in our first books when it comes to point of view. So I'll just say for myself, I wrote my first book in a very traditional third person limited. And the entire book was essentially written from, uh, you know, she did this, she did that, she said this, she thought that. 
Um, right, with her name in there, but yeah. Yes, right, of course, but third person, so. Yeah. What did you do for your first one? I did the same thing, um, almost all the way. So I, I had one main character, it was totally from his perspective. He was not an omniscient, so what he saw, what he experienced was what was understood. But I put in just a couple, like really, like, like maybe literally a couple of paragraphs just from other people's perspectives at this, when I wanted to throw in something different. But generally um, speaking, like me, you did a pretty traditional third person. Yes, very much so. Person I maybe, you know, on an entire novel, I probably did that two or three other, maybe three other times. Right. But I'm sort of accustomed to that from the things that I read, I think. And, and I sort of did the same thing just a basic third person limited which is the main i think the most common form of narration at least with the types of books that i read and i don't know what i i don't know if it's known if, if we have any ideas when people do write their first books what they usually do it, it seemed natural to me to go with a third person limited and i think maybe that's because that's a lot of what i had read i don't know if it's inherently easier to write or it just feels more comfortable i think I think a lot of that just depends on the type of story that you're telling. I think a lot of some stories can certainly be more suited to first person because the first person gives you sort of more insight into a single person's mind. So if the story is like more focused, like if the thoughts of that one character are very important to the story and like it, you can foster a very strong connection with one person rather than third person where you can get less strong connections, but with a wider variety of people, I think. And I, yeah, I, um, I often did not thought bubbles, but, you know, italicized text for my main character's inner thoughts. So a lot of it was, you know, I, the guy's name is Tayson, right? So Tayson did this, Tayson did that. And he, but then I would put in italicized text, you know, literally what he was thinking at the time. And right. I don't know if that Which was weird or you, weak or... You can you do that in third person too. I'm just saying that first person has, it's that it's that, but all the time. Yeah, you know? I can see that would be so more a little intense. more of a connection. Yeah, yeah. So the question is, how did we decide? It feels like someone is telling you their story. Right. Right. So how do you decide what point of view you want to use? And and I think what you just said, Matthew, is is exactly right for my thought process when I wrote my second book. I knew I wanted my second my current book to be very character focused. And I really wanted the, the, the heart of it from the reader's perspective to be that they would, they would really get inside the mind of this one character and really see how she grew and changed through all the, you know, all the obstacles of the book. So I actually just switched. And in my second book, which I'm writing now, it's mostly first person. <laughs> Although for, for reasons of my own, I do have, um, every five or six chapters, I have a chapter that is from a different character point of view, and that's in a third person. So I, I have more variety in the second book yeah. than I did in the first. But it goes back to what Matthew just said of, I chose it because of what I, what I felt like I wanted to do with the story. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I did read a book a couple of months ago that was first person, and she it was you know 99% first person but like one or two little sections she did first person with another character and it was weird and it was set up there like i could see in the title i sort of 
although actually the first time it still took me a paragraph to realize, wait a minute, this is not the main character we're talking about. I think, well, I think that's the wrong way to do it. I think if you have a first person narrator, they can be the only first person narrator in that book. And if you want to add other perspectives, you've got to do what you did, mom, which is make them third person. So it's a clear differentiation between your main character and, and the other things. That's what I thought. And at least I think if I'm, if I'm accomplishing what I want to, I feel like the bulk of the book that's in the first person has kind of a, an, a different level of intimacy and, and kind of personalness. And then those occasional chapters, which I think are needed to sort of advance the plot, but they're in the third, in third person, they just have a different feel. I think it's, I don't know. Yeah. I I'm hoping it's going to work. Um, I have to say I was, I was nervous to choose a first person point of view for the second book. It seems harder to me. Yeah. It seemed like, I don't know. It just felt, felt like there were more ways it could go wrong. Well, partially because you haven't practiced with it probably. True. But also I think that first person would be inherently a little more difficult with like describing, describing the surroundings and describing action scenes and giving exposition because it makes it more jarring when you need things to come across to the reader that your character wouldn't naturally be thinking about or noticing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really true. And I think someplace along the way I read something about, this could be wrong, but I think I read or heard something that first person is often, can often work well if you have a character driven story going back a ways to when we talked about story type, um, mm -hmm. but that third person often works better if your story is more focused on the ideas or the action, because it does, it allows you to, to do that exposition more easily. And I definitely found in this first person book that I'm working on now, that when I want to talk about background or even something simple, like what something looks like, it's a little, I find it a little it's bit a little awkward. Yeah. yeah. That's where you have to like put it in a letter, right? Or something. Yeah. There's other ways <laughs> to do it. little ways to sure. cheat. And... Right. But even right. that's a little, it's hard to, you can't, describe you can't do it too much. Surroundings too much in a right. letter. Right. Yeah. So what about you, Matthew? Do you put any thought into the, the POV, the point of view? Of course he thinks about it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Both of my, I'm in the middle of my second book now, and both of them have been sort of very oriented towards a third person narration because they're very focused on events, on what is happening in the world around my characters. And I don't think character development and that sort of stuff is one of my strong suits. So like really delving into one character's mind might not be the best for me. Yeah. And it I have done, like, I wrote a couple of short stories in first person, like a while ago, a year and a half, maybe. And it was, honestly, you fall right into it. It becomes natural very quickly. Like, you might think that it would be hard and weird, but it makes a lot of sense once you get into the groove of it. I found that to really be true when I started writing the very first few paragraphs or the first chapter. I kept thinking, uh-oh, will I... Well, I forget I'm in first person and accidentally, but you don't. And then very quickly, you do start to feel like you're in the head of that main character, which I, I have really liked. You just try not to use the word I too much. Yeah, it's hard to find. Yeah, right. you do think about. I mean, you can use the word just, I. Just skip it. You that's the main word. Use, you have to use the word I. I don't think that's a key word to. Right. I just felt like it happen. might be. It might be 
used a lot. It could be, yeah. But then again, I use the first name of my character like a ton. Right, so, right. So it's really yeah. the same thing. But it's interesting because I remember when we had a podcast a while back, we were talking about kind of our own strengths and interests. And Matthew, you talked about your interest in world building and the details of the story. And, you know, I think you're a strong plotter, uh, you know, event pl plotter and storyteller. Right. And I remember myself saying that I thought I was maybe a little more in the direction of character and, and definitely weaker in putting together an interesting story. So, so it makes sense <laughs> that I would naturally gravitate towards third person and you would naturally gravitate towards first. Yeah, it might. But I don't know if it means that we're, we're limiting ourselves or... I don't know about that. We're early in our careers. <laughs> we're not in yeah. stone, yeah. if anything. Yeah. So for me... I'm the book I'm doing now is the same essentially. I've got one main character and it's third person limited, but I have several other characters that are important just because of the nature of the story. So I have they have their own chapters and it's the same with them. You know, that chapter will be third person limited. And only in one, and I'm not sure if it's a good idea or not, I'm having so the I have multiple characters and they're all going, they're eventually meeting. So I have one chapter where two of the people meet so it's one person's perspective and then i have like a couple of dots i'll need something to separate it and then the other person's perspective and then it bounces again i know this sounds complicated it sounds a little I, weird i think it actually works but i'll have to have one of you guys read it to see so you know it's it's two people meeting so they're sort of experiencing the same scene the same event the same beat or whatever you would call it um and they're there at the same time. So it's one person, and then the other person sort of overlaps and sees the other one. So is... so why not just continue what you already have? Because you're already alternating chapters with your point of view characters. Why not just continue to do that? Well, because they're meeting. Like two of my people that have had their own separate small chapters are now meeting. And you want, mean... you want to see like their both of their reactions to the moment. Yeah, yeah, and how they look at each other a little differently than they might look at themselves. Right. Actually, I think it's really cool, to be honest. I think it's great. But you guys might read it and think, uh, this doesn't work at all. Yeah. I so. guess I, I feel like I've read plenty of books where, multiple point of view books, where they a certain event happens from the point of view of one character, and then the next chapter you get the same event but from the point of view of a different character i wouldn't like that at all that feels like repeating something but they do different things with it yeah but it's still the same i minor, i don't enjoy that minor sequential. i know what you're talking about but yeah even though mine's in one chapter it's sequential although i will say two of my favorite books are ender's game and then ender's shadow and that's pretty cool that's an entire book with actually a surprise ending. And then the second book where you already know the ending is from another character's perspective. Right. Although that has, really good. there's a lot of, there's not a ton of overlap. There. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So Maybe. overall, like how do you, you have, you said a couple different point or points of view. Yeah. How do you balance them? Like do you have one main person or big time? Yeah. Yeah. I have one clearly main person. And the other people are more tangential, but I wanted them to have more of a role. So, and as it, as it gets farther along, you know, I'm sort of a uncertain how things are going to go. Right. So it's still going to be one person's main perspective, but at the end, I'm not sure what I'll do. I, I think I'll still keep them more minor. So I'm, I'm curious, since we're talking about point of view today, 
it's honestly not something that I've ever, I don't really stop to think about it as a, as a reader. Um, I tend to prefer, I think, third person, sometimes a, a first person point of view. Sometimes I have a harder time getting into as a reader, but I really feel like as a reader, I'm not sure I've really been very observant about whether they're using multiple point of view. Like, I don't know if we're doing something, for example, what you just described, Michael, with your multiple points of view mm -hmm. and, you know, the, I just the stuff you're doing is creative. I don't know if that's kind of the norm or if that's less common. It depends on genre, I think. The fantasy genre has a ton of multiple point of view books. I mean, the majority of fantasy books, I would say, have more than one character who you get a perspective from. Okay, well, that would be interesting because I, even though I'm writing in the fantasy genre now, that's not probably my main reading genre over time. I mean, I've read a lot of sort of, um, you know, whole range of modern fiction. I've read a lot of, you know, mysteries and that kind of thing. And I feel like in almost all those cases, it's usually either a straightforward first person or third person, most, most commonly third. My guess is, and at least in my experience as a reader, you might sort of notice it or not really notice it if it's written well. And then if it, if it feels, if you really notice the point of view change and it's, and you remember it afterwards, it's probably because it was a little clunky in some way. Mm -hmm. So, well, I think a good example of that is Dune, which I, I guess I sort of already mentioned where it has an omniscient third person so like you bounce around in different people's heads but and and it stuck out to me because i'm not used to reading that but in that story it also sort of made a lot of sense because it wasn't a story about suspense which is hard to have suspense with an omniscient narrator obviously but it was more a story about the ideas and the interplay of different people and uh groups and everything and you can sort of see the broader picture. And I think the broader picture was sort of what the book was about. So yeah. kind of like dad, you're saying that if it, if it's done well and it makes sense for the story they want to tell. Yeah. It just has to match, then it can work. match the book and then it's good. Yeah. So you have not written in multiple point of view or first person for your, for your novels. I mean, I've, I've had one main like point of view, but I have, I've had a couple side side characters who have brief appearances on the page as the perspective character and where do you put them like at the beginning of a chapter at the end of one i just do a separate chapter like a small shorter chapter generally i guess i'm just curious if you do you think that in the future you'll experiment with other kinds of point of view models or you know, what have you found to be kind of the pros and cons of doing it in a more traditional way? I mean, it's just easier, to be honest, to keep track of one single character. It's a more straightforward plot, which has been good for me because I'm able to keep track of it and keep it going in the right direction. Although I, I plan to experiment more with different points of view in the future, just because it makes a lot of sense, because it's more exciting, I think, to have be able to have different characters going on their separate paths but then they converge at the end and that can make for a more climactic ending yeah like when things come together i mean that's the, a lot of that's the whole idea of your book really. yes yeah yeah of course i would like that <laughs> but out of 
and I, I have no idea what I'll really do, but I have a thought already and I'm only, I'm just doing the early parts of a rough draft of my book now, but I have the thoughts for another book, which would be more of uh, not a fantasy, well, sort of like a post-apocalyptic thriller, right. which <laughs> sounds strange, of course, but I was thinking of doing that in first person for a little bit of that extra sort of excitement, like a th like like it. I was thinking of a shorter, fast-paced book, and I thought it might work well. There. A thriller. I, I mean, mean, I haven't read a lot. I haven't read thrillers, I but it makes sense for them to be in first person. I feel like because yeah, you get the suspense, the or... suspense and the internal uh, turmoil or whatever of your character. I don't know about that. I guess I I think of what you're describing when I think of a thriller. I think of it being more action oriented and more fast moving. So I'm honestly not sure what the advantage of first person is because it seems like first person really lets you, if you want to go deeper into the mind of an, of an individual character. Yeah. But the, the, the suspense of it, the deeper into like the fear of that person. Yeah. And what they're going and the action. Cause I was going to have it be a sort of a heavier action. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it's I, also I probably more, I might not even do more it, personal but... action. Like, yeah, that the character is involved with. I thought it would work well, but I don't know. I often think things will work well. And well, hard to say. Before you, it might. I guess I, I'm yeah. just. We were talking about sort of the general rule of thumb that character-driven works often work well with first person and more. Right, but he is saying that his would be character. -oriented. Yeah, it would be all about this one person's. You know, what they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. oh, who knows? But I don't know if it character in that sense. I I see what you're saying. Like. I don't know if there'll be a, a well, no, there right, be a like a big arc. character arc, a lot of character development. So yeah. I have a question thinking about future books. What do you think about the idea of a series where would the, once you start a series, would you need to stick with the same point of view yeah, for each book? Certainly. I think yes. that would annoy people if you didn't. Although, didn't you just say you read that Expanse series, which was different? Yeah, I mean, the Expanse had some point of view characters who stayed the same in different books, but it, each book brought in some new point of view characters. Well, that's all right. The, I mean, you can't switch between first and third, like partway through a series. That would very much mess up the reader. What if you were in first person in one person's uh, mind in book one? Could you switch to a different first person? No. Protagonist just stop all this stuff just saying <laughs> yeah no no I'm, I'm just kidding yeah it could be great i don't know i just said i'm really interested in playing with points of view a little bit but i don't th i don't think as a reader i'd like a whole nother book to be different like that i, I think that would yeah, bother me it would be confusing okay a whole nother that's not uh, actual <laughs> well and you guys have a lot more experience with with series and especially in the in the sci-fi yeah no no one does speculative no one changes between first and third Okay. Between books of a series. And they wouldn't change from one first person character to another. No. Probably. You can I feel like you can only really have one first person character in any given book or series. Okay. Well that's that's good to know. I I don't know. Just thinking about it. Okay. Well, I think that's enough for now. I think we've done a good job. We'll wrap things up. Um, it was a good episode on point of view. Uh, thanks for joining us today and good luck with your own writing journey. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.